A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Peter is delivering to us the most important warning that the Bible contains, the warning against false teachers. False teachers are agents of Satan who serve Satan's main point of attack, which is the attack upon the authority and the revelation of God that comes to us today in the written word of God, the Bible. It's Wednesday, the 27th of January, and I'm going to read again 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Peter here is introducing his lecture on false teaching, his very serious warning on false teachers, I should say, by saying this was always the case in the Old Testament times. His opening phrase, but false prophets arose among the people. The but is saying this is uh, what will oppose the last thing he says in the previous chapter, which is men who spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. He's just been talking about what perfectly describes the Bible, men who spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Then comes the adversative, but now this great and most precious thing will be opposed by, well, he starts in the past. False prophets also arose among the people. And when we look back at the Old Testament, we realize that, of course, the true prophets of God, most of the time, were in a persecuted minority. So, if you think of, uh, let's, you think of almost any of them, think of Micaiah, who was uh, imprisoned by Ahab, opposed by hundreds of false prophets, including uh, the king and the queen, and speaking alone from a prison cell, condemned to eat bread and water. Uh, Think of Elijah, who had to face up to 450 prophets of Baal and uh, 400 prophets of Asherah on his own. uh, These false prophets of Baal and Asherah were sponsored by Jezebel. They ate at the royal table. They had uh, the greatest authority behind them the state could give them. And there was Elijah on his own, standing against them. Think of Jeremiah the prophet. When Jerusalem was under siege, he spoke the word of God faithfully. Was he admired or respected for that? No, he ended up being dropped down a well. People just wanted to shut him up. You see, what uh, Peter is saying here at the beginning of 2 Peter chapter 2 is that false prophets have always... um, given a real problem to the true prophets. They've always been um, there. Uh, They have usually been in a majority. They've usually had sponsorship from the highest places. Uh, That's why, I guess, Stephen, do you remember when Stephen was martyred? Uh, Right at the end, before he is stoned to death by the religious leaders of his day, He says this, we find it in Acts 7, verse 51. This is uh, Stephen, just before he is put to death. You stiff-necked people, he's talking here to the religious leaders, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, 
so do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You see, uh, Stephen there is saying, look, you've always behaved like this. This has always characterized you in the past. And Peter here is making the same point. He's saying just as there were always false prophets arising among the people in the past, within the people, ostensible people of God, so there will be false teachers among you. And what he's saying is that the presence of false teachers is not a temporary aberration. He's saying it was part of an inseparable part of Old Testament history where they normally held the ascendancy and it is going to be a norm for the church age. Now, if this was normal in the first century when, people, when Peter wrote it, it's certainly normal, we can say, in the 21st century, and we have to say it's been normal in every century in between. False teachers are part of the church age. And because they are false, their nature is false, it means that they are essentially unappeasable. You can't rescue a false teacher by sitting, down at, uh, sitting them down and explaining the truth. The reason they won't accept it is because they are not what they are claiming to be. And they are committed to teaching what is false. So explaining the truth isn't going to make a difference. You can't correct their teaching. That doesn't solve the problem. They themselves are the problem. We see also here... Um, their modus operandi here in verse 1. Um, they are secretive. They act in ways that are surreptitious and deceitful. So do you see verse 1 goes on to say, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. That word for bring in uh, secretly means to bring in from outside. So they will bring in things that do not belong from outside the church into the church. They will introduce on the sly. They will smuggle in. So they will go through the gates marked green at the airport, but their suitcases will be full of contraband. That idea uh, of acting secretly is picked up, for example, in Jude's epistle, Jude verse 4, where he says this, certain people have crept in unnoticed. You see, they creep in so as to be unnoticed. Jude goes on to say, who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. You see, they creep in unnoticed, they get in under the radar, they take the grace of God, and then they pervert it into something that pleases man and denies uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we go on to see that what they're bringing in are destructive heresies. Now, when Peter writes in verse 1 that these are destructive, he doesn't merely mean that they are harmful to those who hear them. What he means by destructive is what he's referring to in the last word of the verse in our translation, which is destruction. He's saying these are the teachings that lead to hell. So they are eternally destructive. They are ultimately destructive. There is nothing more dangerous or harmful that could be done to the Christian church. That's why warnings against false teachers, as we saw yesterday, always came top of the list when Jesus spoke. They came top of the list when Paul spoke. They come top of the list here 
with Peter in his last letter. Oh, the word heresies is an interesting word and worth briefly unpacking. A heresy describes a group, really, and it describes a false teaching that uh, unites a group. But what unites the group is not so much the false teaching, but what they oppose. Their opposition to truth unites them, just as uh, uh, King Herod and Pontius Pilate became friends once they had both condemned Jesus. It was Jesus who united them in friendship. Heresies describe, if you like, friendship groups that uh, put friendship above the gospel. And that is what is so very dangerous about friendship groups. How sad it is when we see friendship groups in churches that take more account of loyalty to the group than to the gospel. And they can so often lead each other astray. Friendship groups are not an authority that should ever replace the authority of the Bible. And our loyalty to the gospel should always transcend our loyalty to friendship groups. How often, sadly, it can be the other way around. So uh, these false teachers, and I've noticed this often in the past, they will be loyal to each other even though they don't agree with each other because they are united against the truth, against the gospel, against the faithful teacher. And uh, then verse two goes on, sorry, verse one goes on to say, even denying the master who bought them. We'll look at that again tomorrow because that does need explaining. Heavenly Father, as we learn of false teachers who act so surreptitiously in such a deadly way, secretly smuggling in, creeping in with teachings that will lead the listeners to hell, please help us to take this seriously. Please help us to know how we should respond to these important teachings. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.